everyone and welcome to the Operation F1 podcast with myself, Rhys Peak. And uh, this week I'm not with Mickey James. We have got the uh, Nico Hulkenberg of the Operation F1 podcast world. Uh, we have got Lyle Peak, who is uh, standing for Mickey James, who unfortunately is uh, unable to make it onto, onto this podcast episode. However, we have the super sub, uh, Lyle, uh, welcome. Hello. Hi, nice to see you. <laughs> Thanks, for, <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> That's okay. So, uh, big shoes to fill, but uh, yeah, we'll crack on. What did you think of the race? I, th- I thought it was, it started very, very exciting. I thought, um, yeah, it was a good start, a couple of spins, um, a little bit of drama, but um, then it all just went a bit quiet. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's just spaced themselves out and there wasn't a lot going on really. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's, that's it. Yeah. So obviously we started off. So qualifying uh, was, was interesting in particular standout on the qualifying itself was we had uh, the two uh, Haas boys had great qualifying mm-hmm. finishing uh, or, or starting on the grid in the top 10 Q3 for the first time. And uh, yeah, obviously, as we know, we'll come to the start of the race, but that didn't quite uh, work out so well for Kevin Magnussen. But uh, but yeah, so on pole was Charles Leclerc, Max Verstappen had some issues with DRS, which ended up we we obviously had some issues for him in the uh, in the race itself with the DRS. Uh, again, we'll go through that, but. Uh, but yeah, the start of the race, Leclerc really had that covered. Looked like his his race to oh easily yeah, lose. Yeah, yeah. Um, first lap incidents. I mean, I've I've got here that uh, yeah, obviously Ham- Hamilton and, and Kevin Magnussen. It was probably quite clumsy from both. Uh, did you see anyone at fault there, or do you think it was more a racing incident? Uh, not really. Although once you got a look at uh, Magnussen's onboard, it looked like Hamilton moved. But I just think it was a bit of a clumsy, lazy move around the outside, to be honest. Yeah. And obviously both lived to regret that. Uh, Hamilton did have a very good race, a uh, comeback race, but Magnussen really didn't, didn't no, do anything didn't really from do there. At all. No. You know, I think the, he went on to the hard tyres. I think he was the only driver that put on the hard tyres uh, this year. And, uh, and no one obviously put on the hard tyres last year either. Uh, but yeah, it, it just weren't weren't up to scratch. It was uh, underwhelming from him. Uh, Key drivers. Finished down in 17th and was lapped twice. Right. (laughs) Um, Alonso and Schumacher were my standouts from first lap. I've got here uh, Alonso 20th up to 15th after one lap. (laughs) And uh, Schumacher was up to 6th after the first lap. So good by them. Yeah, good points. Where did, uh, have you got there? I don't don't know where... uh, Alonso did get in the top 10, did he? He did, yeah. So he finished up ninth in the end. Right. Uh, which I think is well, it's a superb job. Yeah. Um, opening lap, you know, you, you come to sort of not expect anything less from him. He, he's very, very good um, on the first lap um, and goes for any gap that he can, but what a drive from him. I think yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Schumacher. Was uh, quite unlucky, really. In the end, didn't get enough to get his uh, his first points. Uh, but yeah, I think he was down in fourteenth in the end. But obviously, a first first lap 
was good, but yeah, just faded away from the rest. It looks like they've obviously got good qualifying pace in that car, but race pace of that of that Haas is yes, is not great. But I mean, also the thing I thought about it was maybe it wasn't so much him. Maybe it was more the team as well because he seemed to be on a much different strategy to the guys that eventually were overtaking him. So yeah. maybe it was a call from the team that yeah. maybe let him down. Yeah. Otherwise, I think he'd have, he'd have got his first point. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Right, let's move on to a uh, few laps time. We had Carlos Sainz spinning. Yes. And then we had uh, Max Verstappen spinning at the same corner as well. Yeah, seemed very, very strange. They both It was both the same sort of incident, really. So obviously one lap later after Sainz, uh, both had a, a big spin, gust of wind. Uh, but what that created was probably the best part of the race, which was George Russell versus both Red Bulls. Showing everybody, including Hamilton and Ferrari and everybody, really how to keep two Red Bulls at bay. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's just his racecraft just seems to be mm. amazing for such a young guy as well. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a very you know sort of a, a very wise head on young shoulders. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I put that down from a, it was about lap eight or lap nine, and finally, finally, Perez got him on uh, lap thirty-one, but Verstappen actually did not manage to overtake him on track. So it it was when Russell went into the pits. Yes, that was it. Yeah. That uh, they ended up uh, managing to, to get him. But yeah, what I've got here, you know, I made some notes here, was uh, it, it really was a tasty little battle between the two. Verstappen struggling with DRS or the lack of. Yes. Well, it was on, then it was off, then it was on, then it was off. And it was... Well, it was making me like, it just seemed like every time we pressed the button, someone else was pressing a different button. <laughs> yeah. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah. So it was a uh, flapping open, shut, open, shut. And uh, yeah, Max Verstappen was flapping as well himself on the radio. He was whinging, he was whining, he was... A lot know. of mess inside that helmet. <laughs> Sounded very upset. I'll tell you why he was... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very saliva, wouldn't it? <laughs> very much so. <laughs> That would have needed a Kleenex. Yeah. For the race, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Other brands of tissues are available. <laughs> Mickey James would have had a nightmare trying to edit that up on the audio, the audio <laughs> file on that. But, uh, but yeah, whereas George Russell was the complete opposite, uh, cool, calm, collected and, and classy as well. You know, I think he showed a lot of maturity and, and actually more maturity than probably what we've seen from Lewis Hamilton over the last couple of years with his battles with Verstappen, who's also very, very chatty on the, on the, on the radio. Whereas Russell just gets his head down and do it. And, and yes. yeah, I don't know. There just seemed to be maybe a little bit more respect from Verstappen, not really understanding or knowing what Russell could or would do on the track. I don't think they've really had much wheel to wheel action before, uh, but it was every time, Verstappen tried something, Russell just seemed to have him covered. Yeah, it was firm, but fair. It's, um, but I think these younger guys, this younger generation of guys, they all get on quite well together off track, I yeah. think. Um, you know, okay, maybe it's all, you know, the online gaming and things like that, but they, they all came up together all at the same time and they seem to have a respect for each other. It's when you get a young guy taking on an elder statesman yeah. That's where it's all the, you know, sort of gloves are off and, mm. and they go at it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're, you're dead right 
they do. They all seem to leave that, that little group of Leclerc, Albon, uh, Verstappen, Norris, Russell. Yep. You hate to see it, don't you? <laughs> yes. uh, Annoying. It is, it is. But, uh, but certainly on track, you know, it's, it's respectable, but it's, uh, it's good hard racing, which we did, we did get in the end. And, uh, yeah. I said to, I thought that they were going to pit Hamilton. I thought they were going to retire him. And, mm. um, after the incident with Magnussen, he just didn't seem to do anything. It just yeah. seemed very, very strange. It was, it was odd. Yeah. Going back to that Hamilton starting sixth, uh, he's obviously had that first lap incident with Kevin Magnussen. Like you say, it was a bit clumsy from both racing incident, probably. And, uh, and, and both obviously now fighting their way through Magnussen. We've spoken about the, the fact that he didn't really do anything. Hamilton really ridiculous, really actually what he said on the radio about let's just save the engine. Yeah. And, you know, and you just don't know in six, he had 60 laps to go. You just don't know how that's, uh, how that's going to play out. Uh, but he quietly went about his business, did he? Yes. I mean, I don't, I think they barely spoke about him. It was just one of those, we were just watching it, his name, his initials just move slowly up the left-hand side. Yeah. To begin with, I thought he was having a strop. Yeah. It seemed like, okay, he's not doing anything. He's just sitting there in that position. He's not pushing. He's having a strop. Mm. But it seems like, you know, the, the, the guys at Mercedes, they did well on the strategy front. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He got his head head down. And I think when you get him, get him in clean air, you, you obviously you, you start cutting that gap. And then when it becomes uh, rounds of pit stops, you, you, you get even closer. And then, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how many overtakes he made in that race. Uh, but you know, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a great recovery drive. Shame at the end. He was pretty much dead certain for fourth place, uh, collecting signs and Bottas and overtaking them right at the end. But then we had some issues with uh, with a cooling, it seems, uh, with both Mercedes, actually. Russell earlier on, but both of them at the end where they had to cool, lift and coast. And but weirdly, just, in clean air. Yeah, no one in front they, of them. Yeah, they weren't following. They were just, yeah. So yeah. Um, maybe they just... Um, Maybe they just put every single little bit into that car to gain every single bit and yeah. just needed to manage it at the end. I think it's, I do think it is great to have them back because I am a bit worried that Verstappen or Leclerc, really those two are going to run away with it. You know, it's definitely not. What we were saying two or three podcasts ago, which was that Leclerc was really going to run away with this. It was his to lose from a very early stage, but obviously with his retirement today and then with Verstappen winning and Red Bull taking maximum points, it, it is going to be a close battle, but really from those two to have Mercedes back into the mix, like Hamilton, loathe Hamilton. Uh, I think, I don't know. I've never met anybody that dislikes George Russell. Uh, some have mixed feelings on Mercedes, but we've got to have them up there. Oh uh, yeah, I think so. I, th- I think it's a three way fight for the championship would be way more interesting. Mm. Um, but, I, you know, it's quite nice. You know, with the last two, last year, um, I think you guys have gone over how that ended enough. But, um, and then, and, and then Too coming much. on to this year, it's nice to have two teams. Mm. At least now, it's not, you know, just two guys in the same car. Mm. 
least it's two teams having a go. And to add to add a third into the mix um, would be great. Um, to be honest, I don't think Mercedes are going to do it. No. But I think they'll have a race winning car by the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's looking good. I mean, that's a good, you know, obviously a big step forward. Uh, no, no bouncing on the straights. Actually have gone from, you know, very unsteady on the straights to being, I think on the speed trap, they were the, the fastest or one of the fastest yeah. uh, of the weekend. So straight line speed is good. Cornering, you know, maybe that's where they need to... Uh, Need to pick up a little bit more, and then that's really where they find it. But uh, but yeah, so Russell himself, great battling with Verstappen, uh, really enjoyed that. And yeah, I mean, he's he's really he's looking class, but also outclassing his teammate at the moment. I don't think Hamilton's luck has really gone his way, but you make your own luck anyway. Yeah, I mean, what I mean, what what you guys have you know sort of said on on previous pods is that. Um, I think Russell is better with a bad car. Not that it's a bad car, but yeah. one that isn't, mm. you know, Lewis has had it for eight, nine years, a car that speaks his language. Mm. You know, he just gets in it and he just does it. Whereas with the experience with Williams, George Russell, you know, he, he's learned, he's had to scrap and fight with the car a little bit. Mm. Um, you know, Alonso is again, he, he's, he's, a, he's the sort of guy, he will get you, three quarters of a second yeah, just by sheer determination and will um, and drag a car around. Um, and I think George Russell's got a little bit of that about him, although mm. he's just seemed so serene and chilled. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I think he's a, uh, be a future animal. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, let's look at some other drivers uh, in particular. Uh, Alpine driver. Lean across and get my phone. Uh, Alpine drivers, Ocon Alonso. They had a a decent decent race. Ocon seventh, Alonso ninth. Alpine look like they've got good race pace, but obviously struggling on qualifying. That's just let them down. Yeah, I was actually very impressed with Ocon today. Mm. I, th- I, th- I thought um, he, he's never really been my cup of tea. I must admit, I just think he's a bit vanilla. Yeah, um, but. Okay, admittedly against an aging force, but it's still Fernando Alonso. Um, he seems to be holding his own and he seems to be getting quicker. I mean, certainly if you read a lot of the threads and things um, about the guy, um, they do reckon he's incredibly quick. Yeah, I think so. I think if you, like you say, if you've aging or not, you know, if you're going up against Alonso, you could better bring your A game. And Absolutely, and, yeah. And, and, and he has because, uh, yeah, Alonso, I think has shown time and time again that it's not diff- it's not easy being Alonso's teammate, uh, you know, because if he gets you where he wants you, you are number two driver. But yeah. Ocon is, 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 is constantly seems to be wriggling out of it. And not only that, I think o- Ocon, I don't know what that is, uh, race v race, but I think Ocon, Ocon might even uh, have, it, uh, have it in the bag at the moment. Certainly, uh, I mean, that's probably a good time to go through the standings. Um, I think we'll go through probably top 10. What, the drivers? Drivers' standings? Yeah, okay. So, so Yeah, do you want to go through? Do you want to run through? Oh, yeah, I'll take Nicky uh, James's role. I know he likes this, so um, <laughs> he loves a stat. Um, so, in the lead at number one is Verstappen uh, on 110 points. Um, Leclerc 
is in second on 104 points. Perez, third with 85 points. George Russell, fourth, 74 points. Carlos Sainz, fifth, 65, which I think that's disappointing considering the car he's got. Um, Hamilton's in sixth, uh, 46 points. Nando's is seventh uh, on 39. Bottas in eighth on 38. Ocon, ninth with 30. And Magnussen uh, rounds out the top 10 with 15. Mm. Good work with him. Um, and then after that, it's, it's Ricardo next. And- Ricardo and Sonoda both on 11 points. And yeah. uh, and probably the disappointing ones out of those are probably the Alpha Tauri, uh, Vettel Alonso. Uh, and well, what that's we were just saying then, I mean, Alonso's got four points, Ocon's got 30. So he's not just standing up to the guy, he's wiping the floor with him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and he's, he's right in that mix with, you know, you look at Alfa Romeo, you look at Bottas against his teammate. His teammate's got one point. Bottas has got 38. You know, and Ocon, 30. Alonso, four. You know, these are number one drivers. Not, not officially, but, you know, these are, this is what you would expect from your lead driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lead, senior, I suppose. Mm. Um, Bottas is very quickly becoming one of my more favourite drivers. Yes, me too. I do- <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I've always loved him. <laughs> but uh, you like Ricardo. We were talking about Ricardo. Tell me about Ricardo. <laughs> do I like him? Uh, did, well, tell me. Like, That's not we, really we, what I was saying earlier. Well, dis- we were discussing Ricardo because uh, obviously there was a lot of moving and shaking with lots of different two-stop, three-stop strategies, but uh, one person was sticking in your mind. <laughs> yes, because he did nothing. <laughs> no. He went backwards a little bit. But whilst there were people dropping to the back and coming forward, dropping to the back, coming forward, like you just said, the movers and shakers, he just sat there. He did nothing. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, what happened to lick the stamp and send it? Or go and um, foxtrot things up? Yeah. Um, He just doesn't seem to, I don't know. It doesn't seem to, okay, admittedly, the McLaren's not a great car. Norris is a very good driver. Um, but yeah, he's getting beaten by guys. He shouldn't be beating him. And there's, you know, the honey badger is having a bit of a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> right, so honey badger. What What is a honey badger? It's a badger. Yeah, I get that. Well, but I've... Likes honey. <laughs> right, okay. Apparently they're incredibly aggressive. <laughs> right. And when they attack you, I yeah. may or may not be making this up. Um, they go for the testes first. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. That's what they eat first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the honey of... Are you... <laughs> <laughs> of the man. Right. The nectar. <laughs> the sweet nectar. Sweet nectar of the man. Yes, right, okay, a, good. What a honey badger is. Good to know, good to know. Well, Covering all bases here. Yes. Yes, that's the Operation F1 podcast, covering all bases. <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> David Attenborough's getting on now. Give us a call. <laughs> Sky, Sky, BBC, give us a call. <laughs> right, okay, excellent. Well, the honey badger, that was something I didn't know. Um, honey badger. <laughs> Likes testes. 
Okay. Um, right, okay. What I want to talk about next is uh, Sergio Perez. Actually, we didn't even go, go through constructors. Let's reduce constructors first. We can. Um, let's have a little look. So, um, well, first is Red Bull. Yeah. 195 points. Uh, Ferrari in second on 169 points. Um, Mercedes third on 120. Then a big jump down to McLaren on 50. They're actually higher than I thought they would be. Um, Alfa Romeo fifth on 39 points. Alpine uh, sixth, 34 points. Uh, seventh, Alfa Tori on 17. Yep. Uh, Haas in eighth uh, with 15 points. Haas. <laughs> Haas. <laughs> okay. What do you call them? Haas. I do? Yeah, Haas. No, I like Haas. Go for Haas. Haas. Yeah, Gunther. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, ninth is Aston Martin. Yep. Uh, with six points. And bringing up the rear, Williams with three. As usual. As usual. Of recent years, unfortunately, as usual. Right, no, that was, uh, that was good. So, uh, basically... Big winners from the weekend from a constructor's point of view. Red Bull picking up big points uh, and Mercedes obviously picking up yes. decent points as well. Uh, yeah, Alfa Romeo McLaren, okay. What we sort of have had all season long, which is Norris sitting that sort of mid to late sort of places of the top 10. Yes. With six, Ricardo six, just sitting seventh. outside. Ricardo just sitting just outside the top 10. And then obviously with uh, with Bottas picking up that fifth, sixth, seventh place. It was, uh, what was it, sixth today. And Joe, Joey, Zoe, as uh, Mickey James likes to call him, uh, picking up bugger all again. And, uh, yeah, the problem that the midfield teams have is, I think, is not only is it competitive, which is mm, good, yeah. but at the minute there only seems to be one driver from each team mm-hmm. that's pulling his weight. Yeah. So the second that, one of the team can get both of them firing. Yeah. Then that fourth place will just leap away from the rest of the group. Yeah. Um, f- I think just based on the drivers, that's more likely to be Alpine. I think because you think Ocon is the one that's scoring all the points and mm-hmm. you think, well, hold on. You know, Fernando's not offering anything up at the moment. So mm. that's bound to come good. That's more likely than Ricardo. Yeah, yeah, McLaren, which is a shame. I think so. You know, it's, it is a it genuinely, seriously, it is a shame with Danny Ricciardo because you know the guy is a race winner and he is he's one of the longest standing in in Formula One. And since leaving Red Bull, you th- sort of felt that he could go on to become a world champion. Maybe not at Red Bull, or I certainly felt this way. Yeah, or certainly a, you know carry on his race wins and increase that you know, and find himself maybe at a Ferrari. And, you know, there was probably talk about it back in sort of 16, 17, 18. But I think there was, it yeah. Never, it never materialised. And unfortunately, he's just slowly, slowly just going to find himself leaving the, you know, out the exit door, quietly out the exit door. Yeah. And it's, and it's you know, sad. he's in his early 30s now, I think. Mm-hmm. 31, 32, something like that. I do have a theory on this. I think me and you have spoken about this before. And it's that I think it the there seems to be the same problem with Red Bull drivers. Yeah, they're all so Vettel, Albon, um, Science, 
Ricardo Sainz. Sainz is the only one that seems to buck the trend. Right. Right. So I think they're obviously brought up through the junior programs. Mm-hmm. Red Bull's a very successful junior program. But they're all taught to drive in a car that's set up a certain way. Yeah. And I think that's ingrained in them from a very, very young age. The second you then take that person out of that car and put them in a car that handles something else. Yeah. <laughs> Did you take them off the teat? <laughs> yes. If you will. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're going to go there. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So you put them in, you know, uh, an, a Ferrari or an Aston Martin, whatever. The car isn't designed the way that the Red Bull is. And all of a sudden they can't drive it or they mm. seem like they can't drive it. And yeah. they just become. So I think that's a problem. The only one that bucks that is Carlos Sainz. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he he's one that's come away from, come away from Red Bull and, and has been, he's gone from strength to strength. But you've got to remember, Carlos Sainz never drove for Red Bull. He was only in the Alpha Tower, Alpha Tower or Toro Rosso at the time, maybe. Yes, correct. But yeah, I mean, he still had the same sort of schooling. Yeah, yeah. As it were. Yeah. Yep. Same sort of apprenticeship. But yeah, no, you're right. Um, I think that possibly denied him a world championship. I think I still believe it. Like I said before, you know, Verstappen's toughest teammate was Sainz. Yes. I don't think there has been a tougher teammate, maybe, maybe Ricardo, but... But yeah, uh, he's a good driver. Mm. Got a great voice. Who? Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz is great. Is it? That was a good lab, no. <laughs> I love it. That sounds like more Toto Wolf. Yes, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Work on Spanish. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ricardo, he's, yeah, he's got he's to pick that up. But I think you're dead right. You know, the, the one that gets the two drivers singing at the same time uh, and getting... Good and good points. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably pick up that uh, that fourth place. But you're right. You know, Alpine. It's got to, fortunes have got to change for Fernando Alonso because we know he's a good racer. But at the moment, the consistency, the the qualifying is letting him down. The consistency doesn't seem to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, we trust in him. I can't uh, poo poo him too much. Otherwise, Mickey James will be incredibly upset. So uh, yes, it yeah, it pleases me. Nothing pleases me more than having a pop at Alonso. The problem is, is that the more I watch it, you can't. Yeah. It's just really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Right. Okay. Right. So also final, one of the final things I want to talk about before we look ahead at the, uh, to the next Grand Prix is uh, Max Verstappen. Do you think he deserved the race win today? Do I think he deserved it? Um, no. Right. Nor me. It was given to him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, dead right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> correct. Correct answer. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I, for me, I've got here that it was yeah a robbery basically. Uh, it's too early in the season to be yes. handing yeah, yeah, yeah. race wins. I I understand. I understand that the drivers' championship is at is in question here. Uh, but there were no Ferrari in the, on the podium, right? They were Red Bull, either way you look at it, were going to take maximum points. From a team's point of view, first, second and fastest lap was going to go to Red Bull today. So why did they have to swap those drivers? Uh, at least let them race. As I say, it's too early in the season to, uh, to swap them, I believe. Uh, Perez had a faultless race. Uh, he was able, able to overtake... Russell, 
Verstappen wasn't. He kept it on the track for the whole 66 laps. Verstappen couldn't. Um, and Verstappen wasn't faultless. You know, I felt that Perez, mature drive, you know, just a, a, a drive that deserved uh, the win, really. And I think that, uh, you know, but Max, thanks to my teammate, thanks to my teammate. You know, I just think that it's incredibly frustrating. And uh, I know that Mercedes fans will say, well, Hamilton Bottas, this has happened in the past. But I think when you're at the business end of a championship, uh, these decisions have to be made. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, but this early on in a championship, I think it's it's a it's a tough one to take. I think Perez, we didn't see the reactions. We literally watched the race and we come straight into the studio here to, yes, to, did, to record yeah, yeah. this. So it'd be interesting to see what the reactions are, but... But what I did hear was uh, Perez is uh, in discussions about contract extensions, so I'm sure that he will keep his mouth shut and uh, just accept the second place. But for me, that yeah. is tough to take. I mean, it depends on what, what else he's getting offered. Yeah. You know, it does seem like a a strange time to be talking about a contract extension. Mm. But maybe this is just the beginning of the rumour mill, the silly season, yeah. just to get something going. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, he deserved that. He deserved that win today, and yeah, you're absolutely right. It's far too early in the season to be making that call. Mm. Um, but 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 now you know they can't. You can't unring that bell. They've set their stall out. Yeah, they've basically just said uh, after six races, Max is our guy. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think so because we d- we did hear about Perez was going to do a one stop, didn't we? Yes, and then you said it on the during the race. They pulled Perez in. For no reason. Yeah. Absolutely no reason. He could have gone to the end. Yeah. Well, that, that was the plan, wasn't it? Like yeah. one-stop strategy, that's the plan. And then that changed. Um, and uh, like you said on during the race, that's them setting that stall out, right, this is how it's going to go. Perez, you're just basically going to sit there in second and hold Russell at bay. But obviously Verstappen had to pit. Perez was still, uh, took, took the lead again. And uh, and then the, the pass happened. But But yeah. So obviously the one, two, three, uh, Verstappen wins and Perez in second, Russell in third position and, uh, yeah, deserved third place. But, uh, I, I don't know. It just felt like I come away from it feeling like that's not how the race should have finished. No, it was really exciting. Yeah. We were robbed of Hamilton's, I, what I think would have been a genius strategy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so starting on the softs. Yes. Everyone starting on the mediums. No, sorry. He was on the mediums. Everybody yes. Yes. starting on the softs. And we were robbed of that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just seemed all re- really exciting. Um, yeah. You know, unfortunately for Charles Leclerc, you know, the car going bang, but I suppose it did spice it up a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, he had, the, he had the race in the bag, to be honest. Um, but mm. then, yeah, the two guys spinning um, because of wind. Um. Yeah, it was just very, very exciting. Unless yeah. you were Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> just yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yes, there you have it. There you have it. Lyle Peak has a uh, has beef with Daniel Ricciardo. Not beef. He, he's just, <laughs> picking he's, on him. He's annoying me. No, that's true. That's true. Right. Okay. So uh, so we look ahead to the next uh, Grand Prix, which is only next weekend. Wow. So. The uh, the Monaco Grand Prix, uh, which is the glitz and the glam. You were looking for that to 
have a much swankier name then, weren't you? Because you sort of took a big intake of the Monaco Grand Prix. <laughs> Not the... Well, it's probably got, you know, the, the Rolex Monaco Grand Prix or something like that. <laughs> uh, don't know. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so obviously we're looking at that. That's, uh, that's next weekend. So that's the 27th, 28th and 29th. Well, since Mickey James is not here, let's ask what you think, predict predict what may happen. I know it's Monaco, anything could happen, but I'm assuming it will be whoever starts pole will probably finish unless they've got reliability yeah. issues. Yeah, as as it's one of my favourite races of the year. Um is it? Yes. Because I just love the spectacle. Right. The racing's crap. Yeah. Um I just love the spectacle. It's just sexy. Right. Love it. Yeah. Um and I hope that um, the old dreamboat that is Charles Leclerc right. um, wins at his home Grand Prix. Well, that's true, yeah. That would be nice, especially after this week, the engine going bang. Yeah. But then again, I wanted Carlos Sainz to win this week at his home Grand Prix, so I'm going to save Carlos Sainz for the win. He's going to have to get it at some point. Yeah. I don't think it would be now. I think it would be towards the end. I mean, this, this is obviously going to not going to be if if we're looking at Mercedes with straight line speed, this is probably not going to be their race. No, unless though they have got something up their sleeve with regards to handling, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the argument before was is that they weren't very fast in a straight line. Mm. Maybe it handled well. Mm. Um, so maybe it, this could, yes, it, this could uh, this could um, play into their hands. Yeah, yeah, you quite possibly. I'd like McLaren to be up there. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will be. Norris did well last year. I think Norris was uh, Norris was on the on the podium last year, I believe, uh, in yes. that lovely, lovely golf oh, livery, which, yes. uh, which they've really messed up this year. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see something like that. I don't, uh, I don't suppose we will, but yes, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I think Leclerc. It would be nice for him to win his home Grand Prix. Uh, I think was it last year that he didn't manage to get it. Verstappen won last year. Sainz was second in the Ferrari and uh, Norris was third in the Golf liveried McLaren. And Leclerc did get pole out of nowhere uh, with a Ferrari that really was nowhere. Oh, that was it. He then crashed, didn't he? Was that last year? No, he crashed in qualifying after he'd already got his pole lap. Yes. Uh, and then he had engine fail. Engine on failure. The lap. On, on the, uh, I don't know, it was, it was early in the race. I'm, I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure it was on the outlap because mm. after qualifying, it goes straight into Park Fermi, doesn't it? You're not allowed to work on it, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Well, they certainly weren't allowed to work on the engine, mm. anything like that. Yes, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he didn't manage to get it. So hopefully, we will get redemption for for Charles Leclerc at next uh, next week. So hopefully, you've enjoyed the uh, Spanish Grand Prix with our super sub uh, Lyle who stepped in uh, back to usual, we believe, next week uh, with Mickey James uh, back on the microphone. And uh, yes, but uh, yeah, thanks very much for no, stepping in. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm ready for the call <laughs> whenever, as uh, you know, like Nico Hulkenberg is. <laughs> yeah, could um, be. And also, I think we made a really strong case for a um, Operation F1 um, yeah, animal piece section. A couple, <laughs> right. couple of minutes. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe I could pop in, give you a 
give this a couple of facts on a, on a Monegasque bird, <laughs> maybe, or something like be that. Lovely, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that would be so. lovely. Okay. Well, um, that's been great. That was the Spanish Grand Prix. Um, hope you enjoyed it. If you did, uh, head over to uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you could just leave a rating and review, um, as long as it's a five star rating, don't bother if you're going to give us a one star rating. I'm sure you've enjoyed it if you're still listening. <laughs> if you don't enjoy it, don't forget it. <laughs> don't mate. Don't if you didn't enjoy it, but, uh, but yeah. Um, Yes, also, if you can uh, follow us on social media, if you don't already do so. So that's at Operation F1 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And, uh, yeah, as soon as we pull our finger out, we will be on YouTube as well. But, uh, yes, we're yet to do that. The other website? Yeah. Got that in the videos? Which one? OnlyFans. No! OK. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with it. Yes, yes. Also available on OnlyFans. <laughs> joking joking don't look us up you won't find it. you won't find it. but uh, but yes so yeah that was the Spanish Grand Prix thank you very much goodbye Thanks. goodbye podcast was recorded at Eastwood Studios. Post-production was completed at MixMK. The sound recording is owned by Operation F1, a division of Operation Media Limited. The sound recording name and logos protected. All rights reserved. Copyright 2022. Operation Media Limited.